Hi, my name is Aisha Zengin. And I'm Alex Rodriguez, and welcome back to another episode of Bone Group Banter. Welcome back to all our audience for our first podcast in 2018. As always, we're here to discuss, debate, and share all things musculoskeletal. Yeah, so as you said, um, welcome back from a busy holiday period. Um, Alex, there's been some big news stories to hit over the um, over the holidays. Tell us about it. Well, Aisha, the big uh, news stories to come out to come out over the holidays was uh, a group from China did a large meta-analysis of studies looking at the effect of calcium, vitamin D, or calcium vitamin D supplementation on fractures. Essentially, they found that these supplements did not reduce the rates of fracture which kind of goes against what, we all th- what we've all sort of known for a long time. However, there's more to, the, uh, more to this story than meets the eye. Well, I'm sure there yeah. is. Firstly, Alex, can you explain what a meta-analysis is? It sounds quite technical. Well, uh, I thought you'd never ask, uh, Aisha. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, technical, you know, yes and no. Put simply, a meta-analysis is a statistical technique that combines results from previously published trials or studies as if they were one big trial and you can determine the overall result of all these trials put together. This is only possible if the trials were conducted in the same fashion and have the same outcome, like the thing that you're investigating, in this instance, fracture. So this is a very use this is very useful because we can resolve uncertainty where two similar studies appear to give completely opposite results. So in more detail, what was all this fuss about? Well, this review, which was conducted in a rigorous fashion, otherwise it would not have been published in JAMA, or the Journal of the American Medical Association, which is one of the world's leading journals, as, as mentioned above, sought to resolve uh, the uncertainty from all previous studies that trialled calcium, vitamin D, or calcium and vitamin D supplementation of fractures. Nothing controversial so far. What made this investigation different was that the authors only concentrated on studies that were conducted in community-dwelling adults. And for our listeners, he just used air air quotation marks. (laughs) So this is the fancy scientific wording for healthy people over the age of about 50, so pretty much the vast majority of the population. So whether they looked at calcium alone, vitamin D alone, or calcium and vitamin D, there was no beneficial effect of taking these supplements on any fracture outcome. So whether they looked at fractures in the hip, spine, or any fracture at any site in the body. So this result persisted when they looked at various subgroups, such as let's look at only studies conducted in women or studies only conducted in men, as a lot of the literature is concerned with the fate of skeletal outcomes in these subgroups. So what you're saying, Alex, is that contrary to popular wisdom about the need to maintain adequate vitamin D levels and calcium intake, supposedly to protect against fractures, there was no net beneficial effect on fracture. Got to mean one, precisely. So obviously this caused a bit of a stir in the medical and scientific community. Naturally, I'd feel that some supplement uh, manufacturers took a hit to their share price if the public suddenly was made aware that there was no benefit in paying through the teeth for top quality supplements if they did nothing. So what's been the fallout? Well, the first response has been for scientists and clinicians to point out that this meta-analysis specifically wanted to see if calcium, vitamin D, or both work in healthy people. That's the key point there. The evidence is quite convincing, or robust as researchers like to say, regarding the use of these supplements in people who are institutionalised a very Orwellian term for someone who lives in a care facility like a nursing home. 
So advocates of bone health have been quick to point to point that the recommendation of calcium and vitamin D supplements in these people still apply and that the public and the media should report the results accurately on this fact. That's actually a good point. There is a general lack of good science reporting in mainstream media and it's sort of left up to dedicated science media outlets, usually online, which hardly gain any traffic, to accurately report these kinds of findings. Exactly. And so it is left up to the leaders of organisations such as Osteoporosis Australia, the National Osteoporosis Foundation in the US, and also the American Society for Bone and Mineral Research, ASBMR. And this is like the world's premier bone research uh, society. It's very international. To come out with uh, response statements for the public to make better judgments of these findings. And I think it is worth repeating these statements to reinforce their message. That's a good idea, Alex. I have here a statement from the president of the American Society for Bone and Mineral Research, which reads, Although the study reports that there is no evidence that these supplements prevent bone breaks or hip fractures for adults over 50 who are not living in hospitals, nursing homes or other facilities, it is critical for all to understand that this analysis focuses only on healthy adults. The results of this study do not apply to people with osteoporosis or other metabolic bone diseases or to people taking bone protective medications. For them, adequate calcium intake and vitamin D status needs to be ensured for their medications to be effective in preventing fractures. These findings may cause continued confusion for patients, their caregivers and their physicians about who should and who should not be taking supplemental vitamin D and calcium. It's important that everyone understands the guidelines that pertain to their health conditions and risks. And that is the main health message in response to the analysis. But other areas that the paper was criticised for was adding, concentrating only on healthy people, these results are not applicable to people who are either vitamin D deficient or uh, for which vitamin D supplementation seems to have a, a benefit and also in people who have had a previous fracture, i.e. known osteoporosis, to which calcium and or vitamin D also appear to have a benefit. So... In summary, can you tell us, Alex, what's the lesson that we've learnt from this episode? Well, I guess in summary, we've learned um, a couple of important things. That uh, one, we've also we've learnt that a meta-analysis is a way to combine uh, results of many studies, but these aggregated results or combined results often do not tell the full story, as we've shown here. And what this meta-analysis revealed was that in presumably healthy people, there appears to be no benefit or harm, I might add, regarding the risk of uh, breaking a bone, fractures. And also, what this meta-analysis did not show was that in people who have, had pre- who have previously broken a bone, people with low vitamin D or low calcium intake, or in people who live in care facilities, the current recommendation of calcium and vitamin D supplementation is likely still applicable. What an episode. Mm. Um, that's all we have time for today. Remember to subscribe to our podcast and get in touch via Twitter or email if you have any questions. Thanks for your time and see you next week. Ciao for now.